0: This is WEMF Radio. WEMF Radio. WEMF
1: Radio.
2: WEMF Radio. WEMF Radio. WEMF Radio. You're listening to WEMF, WEMF Radio WEMF Radio.com. Radio radio Sweet, that be am JM, the Thriller Priest, and I'm Adam Willis. I look, I jumped the gun early. Over there's just Johnny. Yo, and in the house with.
1: Lanny School tray
2: Here on the Geek Down on WEMF <laughs> Radio.
3: You definitely got the best one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pop with me. Let's go. Bring it.
4: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hit. Hit. Uh, I like it. We got
3: synchronicity. Give me a second, man. Uh, gotta clear the pipes before we get on air. <laughs> hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Geek Down. I am Pat B. In the house next to me, we have my main man from old school back in the days. He's so cool, and he's no fool. I got a of rhyme, so I'm going to pass it to... <laughs> Word, alright. Hey, I'm telling you, I just said synchronicity, my brother. Where's the cadence? You ben, military.
0: Man, my my freestyle game is trash. trash. <laughs> I know my limit. I'll just do the background like, uh. Who grabbed his face in a meme? Oh, I'm that dude. You the We're, saddest hype man ever. I'm the hype man, <laughs> All right, JM the Thriller Priest,
3: y'all. He's Glad to be here as always. Hey, welcome back, brother. Welcome yeah, back. Yeah. This man has the inside stuff on WWE. What? Mm-hmm
0: tables, ladders and chairs. That's what I'm talking DLC. about. See.
3: There you go. All right. And also in the house, it's the
2: worst board game of all time.
3: <laughs> well, you got you got you got the shoots and the candy.
2: what um, <laughs> yeah. what else, else there?
3: Like candy scrabbles, right?
2: You throw them all over the uh, all over the floor and you don't wake daddy. <laughs> yeah, put them outside his bedroom when you're in and then you start some stuff like, and runs like, out and breaks his fingers. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like the
3: matic bubble where it flips the man in the can and then drops the uh, the, uh the mouse trap. With a hand on onto the onto little on the little guy with the mustache. Nah, I don't know, man. But you don't pass go, <laughs> and you don't, you don't collect two hundred dollars exactly.
0: And a little bit right.
4: will eat
0: you at the end, I guess. Well, It's, it's, it's a
3: metaphor for childhood obi- hood obesity, y'all.
4: <laughs> right. Of
2: course, that voice you just heard, those sweet dulcet tones belong to my main man, Black Adam Willis. Yes, sir. How we doing, Patrice? Thanks for holding it down the last couple of weeks, too. I was dealing with some work issues. I so wasn't right. able to make mm. it in, but obviously you carried on well. It's all uh, good, I baby. You, know, you have important business to handle. The
0: man's holding the. No, down I wouldn't call it important,
2: man. but it was business for okay, sure. This man had heads to crack, and
3: he's, playing, he's down playing. It's okay. We're not going to blow up that You can't speak on it. He's mm-hmm. got connections, y'all.
0: I was mm-hmm. like, did
3: you say hamster crabs? Yes. Hamster okay, crabs. Okay,
0: that's what you said.
3: <laughs> I, did, I did not, but I, I, I'd like to know where that came from, because that's a more... Apparently, <laughs> like you heard something far more interesting than what we've got going on Apparently, today. apparently. <laughs> All right, and the man over there looking very focused, keeping it at very zen. Next, you off camera tonight, because he's that dedicated to the cause. I'm a ninja! Just, <laughs> I don't know what that means. I'm a ninja Rare. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Just Johnny, Yo. Yo. And joining us in the house, returning to the show, friend of the show, Lainey Schooltree.
1: I'm not a ninja. All right,
3: we'll note that in the file. Uh, um, No, Lainey's going to give us the the latest haps on what's going down. Oh, and uh, as Adam's uh, holding it up, on Heterotopia. Uh, the album, the live show, and the book, now available for purchase.
1: Merchandising. Ooh. Merchandising. <laughs> merchandising.
3: We're looking forward to Heterotopia, the flamethrower. That's going to be up next. <laughs> Me
1: too. I should have
3: made that Stand one late, first.
2: <laughs> all right. How's everybody doing tonight, first of all, man? Because dude... <clears throat> I've been having a rough time. You have, I have. I think we're both kind of in that rut a little bit, but it is always a joy to come in here and speak with you folks, so that's a little bit of a bright spot, but yeah, yeah, generally I think the world's going to hell, so (laughs) (laughs) why should we be any different? Well, no, I mean, in
3: in many ways we're all trying to make a small difference. We all know how Jay gets down. Yeah. Um, hey. yo. All right. Johnny, you're eating again, so that's good. <laughs> I'm
2: eating. I'm, uh, you know, things are not going You're not wearing well, sweatpants uh, <laughs> anymore. <Yeah. Jeez. laughs> Moved out of the sweatpant phase. Lay someone off. But. Oh, yeah. more, uh, It was me. I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh. He kept complaining about having to <laughs> Mondays off. So China's like, "You gotta go. Your services are no longer
3: yeah here, right sir. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, I, I promise you, he'll try to do better.
2: <laughs> all right, but no. anyways, we're all being like, we we all are doing poorly. But well, lady's um, doing fine, sorry. I think, right? She's got a good? bunch of projects. Here. I mean, I'm She's at least promoting. better. She's I'm happy. at
1: least better pretending to be doing fine. <laughs> than you guys.
2: I think that's what it is, right? So just punting along.
1: I'm really committed to this illusion of fineness.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> 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 You've got, you got the best, the greatest false face in the room right now. <laughs> all right, and hey, let's also not forget the man who keeps it sounding crisp and delicious, DJ Herbie Herb.
4: Herb. Herb. Oh. DJ
3: Herb. So we're all bacon we well, what? So We're what crisp happened. and delicious. Oh, We're my bacon. God. Oh, you know what? Hey, <laughs> I'm going to go along with time. that. I yes. should have laid you off for that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, no, no. Actually, dude, I spent um, the last couple of days uh, responding to questions. White people are afraid to ask black folks. Really? On a couple of Facebook forms. Like, how, how, so so yeah, how, how did you
0: become the black spokesperson <laughs> for the race? However right. was, it was, it was, like, you, you get drafted, <laughs> or what happened? We
3: could do that. torch. Like, like the Olympic, uh, like the Olympic runner, man. Right. You know, right. So who, like a,
2: who asked you though? Was well, it, no, it's it, uh, was it?
3: a bunch of Facebook groups I have. For some reason, this became the popular topic over the weekend.
2: <laughs> okay. Huh. So, and uh, what was it, some of the questions that? Uh, were well, I tried
3: to, to keep it as constructive as possible because naturally, the uh, the popular one comes up. Why can't I say the N word? Uh, oh and, my God! I, I, I'm fighting the urge. I, I constantly fight the urge, and I shouldn't have to in 2017. But I fight the urge to say, why do you want us? You know, why, why, yes. why is it something you feel you need to do? Right. And honestly, just break it down to folks uh, on a constructive level. It's like, because it's a word that's been represented, uh, that's, that's been meant to cut people down. Okay. It's meant to disrespect an entire race of people. So, you know, the more over oh, time. up.
2: Sorry, so, so question. Don't, I, ask I me, agree well, don't ask me why you can't say it. No, I'm not going to ask okay. you. But what about if you're singing around, uh, along to a rap song <laughs> that has the word in it? Do you have to bleep that out? That's a good um, question. Actually, Talks actually, actually
3: No. John's but but you got to make damn sure you gauge your audience.
2: What if you're <laughs> trying to say sucka uh, that the tribe called quest song?
3: Look okay, okay look But that's um, a song About using the word If you too. and I Are in the car And we're singing the song I'm not singing that song You know what i it ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You, you, you of course that. not But you know what I mean yeah, so, I'm, yeah, not, I'm, not, I'm not gonna hate on you For singing the song Because I know you love Tribe But no I'm gonna side-eyed you If that track ends do you If honestly anything think, slips out your mouth Do you honestly think Me and
2: you were rolling And I'm just turning that up Just going I'm just answering <laughs> yeah. the question I can't Honestly even, my brother It's every other word in
3: No line. no other, other other, actual questions were people were generally confused about um why you can't uh ask someone black about their hair you know stuff like that and i'd I break it down okay kidding. like you're reducing them to an object not a person you know it's just like i'm fascinated by your hair true cool i'm fascinated by yours i'm not gonna ask you about it because i'm not an idiot you right. know, and honestly, if you need to know that badly, there's probably a YouTube video out there for you. But don't add disrespect somebody by asking
2: them. And Chris Rock already made the that. documentary, so there is all exactly. your answers. Exactly, right? the information
3: exists. You know, it's in you know good were, hair ones were like the origin of finna. <laughs> <laughs> what does finna mean? Where did it come from? And I broke it down. Finna <laughs> is finna. Well, no, 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 no. Oh, brother. If it's ah. not, if it's not their vernacular, if not part of the lexicon, you might be confused. I, finna, for anyone who doesn't know, is an idiom. <laughs> Imagine uh, the words going to. Over, the, over time um, <laughs> were parsed down to gonna same now thing with finna the phrase fixing to which means preparing to was parsed down to finna it depends on the vernacular of where you speak and general um, uh, patterns of speech from where you're from but honestly questions that people generally did not know one of them was about a dude who asked about when talking to his black friends about music is it okay? Because he always feels awkward about bringing up other things that are like, you know, talking about rock, talking about metal, talking about, you know, uh, uh, country even. Because it's not generally what black folks stereotypically listen to. And I'm like, you know what? You might feel awkward because you don't interact with that many Black people, and it may feel out of place. But you're discussing music, something that's subjective and something that's more about personal taste than race. Mm-hmm. So you can't, you possibly can't help how you feel, but don't, but just understand it's not a bad thing. And you might find friends. I mean, Jay, you laugh, but brother, <laughs> no, 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 when no, we no, no, first... out, no. No, no, no. No, no, I'm laughing. Up, up? I'm mm-hmm. laughing because. Yeah.
0: I'm supposed to be the priest out of the both of us. Said, uh, my, my, <sighs> my, my my level of sympathy is um, is right. real because I'm looking at it like this. He, he <laughs> renounced re- re- God, <laughs> thinking
2: they're going through the <laughs> I'm forum.
0: <sitting> here like <laughs> yeah. one, if you want to know what me means. Go to UrbanDictionary.com. The definition is there. Yeah, okay. have you I heard
3: it? heard of it the, the internet. B, when it comes
0: to asking, is it okay for me to bring up different genres of music for my black friends? If they're your black friends, you should be all right to ask them. I should have to ask another black dude, is it okay for me to talk to my black <laughs> friends about music that t- stereotypically isn't black? You don't have like, black friends. It's a hypothetical they're, if you're asking. Really, they really don't have black friends. Those aren't your friends. That's right. just Tyrone, who's your weak man. You know what I mean? So let's <laughs> just call it what it is. Tyrone. I'm just sitting here like this. I applaud you, Pete. For wanting to be the educator of folks who don't know how to interact with black people, right? But right. I'm a I I have a degree in education. Mm. I did. I'm not doing that.
2: I can't think of job. a person more qualified to answer <laughs> to answer the questions too. But, but I it's the most you, I it's I the do. most white thing possible to have these questions asked. <laughs> it the, is, you know, but you know like what? God.
3: I I consider several things. Um, including, at some point in life I was an ignorant individual because I lived in the hood, I wasn't exposed to several different types of people, and even though I didn't outright ask them these questions I had them in the back of my head before I discovered them through world experience, you know mm-hmm. so it's just like, these are folks who haven't had that benefit of having a more eclectic upbringing.
2: Did you get any, like, really ignorant stuff that kind of made you... Well,
3: the N-word one, um, uh, oh, the really ignorant one was some dude who was just trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, why, why you all always taking my jobs in the NBA, and I had to break it down for them very simple. Five simple words slave eugenics, blame your ancestors. You know, plain and simple, and just leave it at that. Wow. You know, but honestly, brother, I, I, I'll, 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 I'll remind you of one simple tenet of your actual profession yeah. that you should always take to you know, keep in mind and take to heart when dealing with issues like this. Brother, your job is to. Heal the sick, you know, mm-hmm. console the, uh, the um, well, those that need consoling, and be patient with the stupid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to leave it at that there. I did have a comeback, but I'll let it go. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. We'll never get to the show, one man. This is of a whole new topic I, in itself. <laughs> But this dude, one even on a rundown. Go uh, ahead. <laughs> No, no, no. We, uh, we have an action-packed, fun-filled show for y'all. Man, I've got a review for Jackie Chan's The Foreigner. Mm. Oh, it's about to get real. Yo, this is <laughs> this one was interesting, too. I can't wait to jump into this one. I want to hear, Adam, what you think specifically. Mm-hmm. Because this... Well, you'll, you'll see why in a minute. Right. Um, also, dude, this man and I got to check out the Merrowitz stories. Stories, new and selected. Old that, and yeah. selected. Which really threw me for a curve. It's Adam... Sandler. Adams, thank you. Uh, Ben Stiller. (laughs) uh, Star-studded cast. This was was, was sprinkled Uh all over the place. Um, Merrill, not Merrill Street. Sigourney Weaver. What? Uh, Dennis Hoffman. Dustin uh, Hoffman, yep. Dustin, Den- what'd I say, Dennis? Dennis. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like <laughs> well, in my mind, I'm seeing Dennis, Dennis Hoffman Hopper. dressed as, uh, as Captain Hook, and I almost said Dennis Hopper for some reason. I think
2: you were going Dennis Hopper then I'm about Hoffman, so yeah, yeah. yeah it was, okay, a, it was, it was my, a combination, which would be a great role. <laughs> but dude, folks
3: all over this place, man, I was damn impressed. Candace Bergen? I don't know.
2: really, mm. yeah, yeah. Directed by Noah Baumbach, who's done a bunch of uh, uh, good movies as well. So, yeah, this was this was very interesting. You said sure Murphy we'll Brown was in this
4: piece? Murphy Brown. <laughs> a- <laughs> yeah, we will delve
2: headfirst <laughs> into that one, and
3: then we will get the inside stuff, the lowdown, if you will, the nitty of, of the gritty from Lainey Schooltree. Yeah, about Schooltree and their activity. Adam again playing Vanna with the book. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Every time. Uh, about school trees, activities and heterotopia coming up. The latest rock opera that's been blowing up the charts. As we say, are there charts anymore? Mm-hmm. Can you sleep all day? <laughs> <There's some laughs> our charts. 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 Okay, yeah, yeah, Charts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Rocking the GPS F out of now. those charts.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then we'll kick it over to my man, JM4. Tables,
2: ladders, chairs. I'll, I'll throw any curtains. <laughs> yeah, through to me. I'm, me. I'm here trying to
0: make sure don't fall get out. Little, get a little
2: do going. <laughs> yes,
0: TLC. we are gonna see how this pans out. Yeah, it's, it went all right. It
3: went all right. all right. Check out the highlights, man. This one's gonna be a roller coaster ride. It is. Mm-hmm. All right, but let's jump right into it because, dude, I got to see the Foreigner, starring mm-hmm. Jackie Chan, and we're all familiar with Jackie Chan action movies, man. He
0: gets in.
2: And, I'm not
0: to front the title threw me off. I was like, hold on, what? The Foreigner? Yeah, I'm like,
3: hmm.
2: okay, Jackie Chan. I kind of yes. dug it. This one, uh, just from the, the the trailers and everything, kind of looked like a gritty Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan's yeah. got the obviously he's. He's well-respected and renowned for his abilities, but his movies are kind of a little campy, yep. too. They're like a little too slapstick, you know? Mm-hmm. But this one looked like he was doing some really, really gritty, hardcore revenge-type stuff, which I haven't really seen him do yeah. much of, so this movie really excited me. I mean, it looked like that to me,
0: too, man. I'm thinking, this, he looked like Charles Bronson here, like he about right. to break out the revolver.
3: Right. Well, <laughs> you might be surprised, man, when he got up on stage and did that version of, uh, of um, of uh, what was it? What was that song? Mm-hmm.
0: Annie? Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jackie Chan. You're right. This would have been a vehicle that would have been right in line with like an old Clint Eastwood movie or an yep. old. It's Charles like a Bronson new movie. Liam Neeson movie. Yeah, that's exactly and what like, I thought. They just
2: got make their roles mixed up. And I was
3: very <laughs> surprised because ja- I, you think Jackie Chan does more lighthearted fare. I, I've yep. never seen him as more of a uh, downplayed. Um, I won't say cerebral. But I'll just say like very. Um, a uh, 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 mentally focused character.
2: But he's like a Charlie yeah. Chaplin, but with Kung Fu when he you know, beat you up, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he's, Damn, like right. he's like a clown, almost, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, like, I'm not oh, You
0: mean. know what, I'll...
2: <laughs> I've never heard it put like that, but
3: it, it, it makes sense. I like mm. it, yeah, you yeah, know, I'll, I'll go with you on that. This had Jackie Chan playing uh, Quan. He's a father who's very protective of his daughter. They live in London, and he's taking her to uh, one of her several activities. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he's basically uh, kind of overprotective, but also a deep family man who's like, I acknowledge she has to find her way in the world. I just want to make sure I hold her hand while I do it. But the second he lets go. Bam disaster strikes (laughs) Shouldn't have done that I knew (laughs) And this movie Takes a turn From this movie About this 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 film About this Daughtering Old man Who just can't Let go Mm -hmm. To this badass Who I mean Y'all Have no idea The wrong side Of the person To get on Cause it becomes like Rambo mixed with uh, every Death Wish movie. That's what I'm talking about. With, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. sounds like
2: taken. the premise of uh, it's like that taken. guy. Uh, Leslie Nielsen, or
3: whatever. Liam Neeson. I just Leslie said taken. Yeah, Leslie Neeson. Leslie uh, Thirty-three
0: to third. <laughs> yeah,
2: Getting all sorts of names mixed up this show. That's, oh no, 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 You're right. right. Dennis
3: Hopper would get this Hopper. just this. <laughs> would have been right in right along right in line with the Lee, with the Liam Neeson movie uh, Taken to Eleven. All right, and I love the fact hmm. that um, in in this picture, uh, Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Plays against type. Normally, we see Pierce Brosnan as a really smooth guy, Preserve or type. a gu- yeah, or a guy that uh, he's playing his role more for laps. Like I seem like kind of the guy who's really put together, but instead mm-hmm. I'm going to do some really whacked out stuff, yep. and it's just, and it's still going to be badass. And this, he's like very unhinged. You know, he's like, well, he's a guy who's trying to play his role as a proper politician, mm-hmm. but he's a politician with IRA uh, uh, roots. You know, so he's really trying to play like I'm diplomatic and such, but in the background he's like, no, I want, I want him dead. I want his father dead. I want his mother dead. I want his kids dead. I want his dog dead. You know, he's one of those. Gotcha. And huh. it was very Was that your Al Capone these, from The Untouchables? I couldn't think of a line yeah, that would go <laughs> along. I mean, <laughs> what's, what's, what's Pierce Brosnan going to say? I want his Aston Martin dead. I want his <laughs> <he wants laughs> teeth dead. I, I want his t- crumpets t- dead. I you want to date
2: <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire's
3: wife. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, I applaud the performances on this. And then when you realize you're supposed to be rooting for Jackie Chan but for most of this, he's not the bad guy, but he does everything a bad guy would do. Yes. And this was completely left field, and I loved it. Because, I mean, they, he's, like, hunting dudes in the woods. Mm-hmm. He's doing, like, the Rambo, you know, self-wound uh, stuff. Yeah, And it all comes from this kind of doddering old man who would, Now, this was one thing. This is a, a legitimate complaint I have because... Mm-hmm. Uh, I've mentioned he's old several times in this because that's how they paint him. He's kind of limping, kind of, all, you know, very slowly ambu- ambulatory amb- ambulating through uh, most of this movie. And you see, okay, he's an enfeebled senior citizen. Yet once it's time, you once you throw him in an action scene, suddenly he's like whipping hands all over the place. He's, you know, catching suckers with the elbow. He's kicking folks downstairs. He's jumping out windows, you know. And then once it's over, okay, now I'm packed to being the, oh, I can't, can't really stand. I'm an old man. you got to understand I'm, I'm an old citizen who can barely speak English and such. And it's, the, the duality didn't really match. And I blame that on the script itself because it seemed like, oh, the script and the director. Not that it was bad. I did enjoy this, but it takes you out of it when it stops being believable for an awesome fight scene. And that's a problem for me because this was a great performance by Jackie Chan and then a different type of great performance by Jackie Chan. But both of them didn't mesh outside of the action scenes. I really bought him as a concerned dad who's distraught over the loss of his daughter. And that's not a spoiler. That's in the that's in the trailer. You know, this mm-hmm. is his motivation. And he just wants the names of these people who are responsible for the death of his daughter. And um his quest in getting the daves is it's unintentionally hilarious because everything he does has that quirk of okay look I did something really badass but just so you know I'm leaving this little clue that you know it could have been exponentially more badass and that was it was funny every time it's just like oh he blew that up but then he leaves a note saying I could have blown this much up too and I want to leave you a little hint like my favorite scene in this and um, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil the scene. Screw it. Um, is he sets off a car bomb, mm-hmm. and into the dude? When they investigate the wreckage, they find a note that he left, mm-hmm. and a separate detonator that he set, mm-hmm. where it would have caused an explosion that's like ten times bigger that would have taken out like a city block. Just just <laughs> ju- just let them know I can do this. Give me the names. <laughs> and the whole movie was like that including Pierce Brosnan's a guy that normally we like Pierce Brosnan when he's mm-hmm. James Bond he's smooth we like him we root mm-hmm. for him even as you mentioned Mr. Doubtfire earlier mm-hmm. he plays a guy that we're not supposed to be on the side of but he's charming and he kind con- <laughs> he's he, ca- British he, he's, he's he's British you can't befuddle he's he's so he's so British even though he's what scottish irish yeah he's one of those ooh, ooh. One of uh, well, I, I didn't, okay, my research was shoddy before the show. He's I'm a foreigner. He's a, <laughs> <laughs> he's a foreigner thinking on a different foreign. No, this whole movie is deeply steeped in IRA politics, and then you introduce a, uh, a foreign um, special forces agent who they shouldn't have messed with. And the whole thing becomes an IRA, not not even an IRA, a national. Basically, a movie rate. that's been done a,
2: a, a bunch of times. No, okay. no. no. I mean, the it premise sounds the premise like of a, every a action quest movie for in revenge. the 90s I've ever seen.
3: The premise is the father's quest for revenge. The politics in this were very unique to this. I haven't seen anything like this since maybe Michael Collins, starring, ironically enough, the uh, aforementioned uh-huh. um, Liam Neeson. <laughs> so it was a unique take. Uh, we're not used to seeing a movie with an American special forces guy who's blatantly Japanese. Uh, straight from Asia. Speaks with that thick-ass accent. You know? <laughs> but uh, he's fighting in London. And then in Ireland. And then he's hunting people through the woods. But it's really a marsh. And he's fighting a guy who was trained in... It was, it was a all over the place. Yeah, and you know what? That worked theoretically. In practice, I enjoyed this movie immensely. It was very entertaining. But don't expect any kind of realism in the writing. Because... I think it may have been written by someone who was either really amateurish or just kind of didn't give a uh, didn't give a mess about um, actual fluidity and really just wanted to write an action movie with a serious premise. I would give this a thumbs up, but that caveat is just heavily looming over this. Mm-hmm. It's going to entertain. It's a uh, departure performance for Pierce Brosnan that I think he actually does well, even though his accent was kind of you know spotty. Uh, a lot of twists and turns, and backstabbing left and right. The backstabbing was beautiful, but the direction might throw you off, so keep that in mind, but I would definitely recommend Cats check this out as maybe a second or
2: third choice, but dude, thumbs up. Absolutely. I think that Pierce Brosnan's an overlooked actor. I don't think he gets enough respect. I like his stuff.
3: I think he's gotten his. James Bond kind of pigeonholed him. uh, I I
0: I I think he's gotten his.
2: I think it goes back to what you just
0: said, P. If, If he got the respect that I believe what Adam is saying were, if so, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, If he did get that respect, you would have been as shocked with his range because mm-hmm. I feel that he's been pigeonholed without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Most of the good stuff I've seen Barcelona in mm-hmm. is just kind of same old stuffy British guy smooth, might throw a little slapstick
2: in it, but yeah, you're he telling a,
0: me he has range in just this one film alone. You yeah. saw range with his acting, so I
2: mean, hey. Yeah, he did a movie, The Matador a few years ago with Greg Kinnear. I yeah, I, I remember that. that was yeah. the one where he was he was, he was less a of a serious... Yeah, no, he was the hitman, but he was also like an alcoholic, depressed guy. Yeah. And, you know mm. what I mean? And helping mm. out a friend, it was pretty good, so... I only not when my voice got but all it's yeah. So, yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, yeah he was fantastic.
3: Uh, I know you liked it that much, yeah. All right, but The Foreigner starring Jackie Chan and Pierce Brosnan. Thumbs up. Remember, kids, don't get your Brosnan Pierce. Mm. All, right. <laughs> all right, now Adam, don't, don't. I'm thinking okay. about that one still. Uh, uh, don't I like her, it. Baby, I, <laughs> <did>. <laughs> I like it. I heard, it, I heard it hurts, but the ladies love it. <laughs> okay, so we got to check out the Merrill Meyerwitz. Meyer. Meyer I, I still can't pronounce it right. And they did it. It's a Jewish movie. last name. Yeah. Okay. All
2: right. Well, give us a lowdown, <laughs> man.
3: What is the Meyerowitz
2: Chronicles? Um, story? it is. I think right. a very typical Noah Baumbach picture, basically about. His movies seem to be all about uh, kind of this waspy, extremely well-educated, upper-middle-class family dysfunction, Mm -hmm. and they're following um, uh, Dustin Hoffman as the father of this family, and it's basically about his two sons. Uh, one played by Ben Stiller, the other one played by Adam Sandler, Which and was an
3: interesting, interesting pairing mm-hmm. of the two.
2: Yeah, and uh, Ben Stiller has worked with the bomb back in a, in a bunch of his films, but it's his father's the artist, and they kind of come together and for like a week or two, and up to a father's um, art showing. Yep. And yeah, and all the dysfunction that goes in that, and the. Um, the, the the drama comes in where Dustin Hoffman has been married four times and he's had uh, all these kids with different mothers and there's definitely a lot of tension there and where Ben Stiller would be the most loved son and then Adam Sandler kind of being the one pining for his father's attention because yeah. he himself has just been divorced and he has a, has a daughter and he's moving back in with Dustin Hoffman and living with him, trying to get closer to him, but it's very prickly type relationships and prickly type situations and it's very uncomfortable and it's kind of a lot of repressed feelings and not like the overt screaming, but a lot of like ill will harbored towards each other. Well, I noticed that, it but sounds real dead. heavy. It's good, but it's very heavy stuff, but it's, it's it's kind of a lighter type thing too, it's where there's some relief. Yeah. Heavy fare. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But this is. Uh, I remember the first movie, one of the first Bombag movies I saw was The Squid and the Whale. It's very similar in terms of like it's two brothers and their father and mother who are getting a divorce and their feelings and how that kind of destroyed them a little bit. I remember that um, one too. So what
3: happened is like there's this giant squid and there's a kraken and they had to fight each other fight and fight what happened other. is a whale got involved in the mix <laughs> and they were like, no, no, you two are brothers. You can't fight. And they were like, no, man, you know what he did? He took my girl. And the other one's like, well, you know, he, he took my truck. <laughs> no, no, no. It's actually the story about this dude named Ahab. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, no, this is, it's, you know, a lot of people would look at this and be like, okay, what do these kids have to really complain about? You know what I mean? They're, they're successful. They're, they live in these nice neighborhoods, you know, and they're white. You yeah. know what I mean, but it's <laughs> just like the, it does. It's it's, it's all right it's when a, it's all right, but it's a real uh, kind of issue in all, the way you can kind of like damage your children. And you know what I mean, and yeah. the way you kind of go through your life and you have like these this these feelings of like incompleteness. And, I got more resentment because I noticed there a was lot, lot of resentment talk of the yeah. children.
3: I mean, between between the siblings. Yes, because when Adam Sandler uh, speaks of uh, Ben Stiller. It's he speaks of him with disdain. Like before we even meet him, it's just we get the sense he blatantly does not like
2: this. You can see it, yeah, kind of the way he refers to him. You know what I mean? Because a lot of the first part of the movie, they're not together, Mm -hmm. and you just see them with the father. So you see how each interacts with the father (coughs) and the way the father refers to each of the siblings to the other one. Where um, you could tell, like uh, Ben Stiller's character is the more favored son, and you Mm -hmm. can tell the effect that has on Adam Sandler's character. And the way it's just like he's referred to him and how much more talented he is, how much more successful he is. And there's definitely a lot of resentment uh, going on in there. Uh, the biggest takeaway I had from this, and I think a lot of people. It was Pagina have, Man. Oh, Pagina Man, yeah, that's a whole other <laughs> thing we can get into. But it's uh, how good Adam Sandler is in this. And he is fantastic. And I, you it come was a to see. It kind of role for him. Yeah, he's and honest. then you see, you start to realize, we're well, like, well, this guy is a, is a good actor. He's he's mm-hmm. had all the opportunities, but he just has he been was to lazy. To
4: this voice,
2: not yeah, to touch the yeah, hands. and he's just played the same thing and collected millions upon mm-hmm. millions of dollars. So it's been so easy for him. He's never really challenged himself, and you're kind of thinking now, he's like, wow, if this guy had only done more roles like. Him, like this, like in Punch Drunk Love, and like a few of the other yeah, ones the way, where he's, he's been tried challenged. That, though, that's a, a good point.
3: When he's tried that, it's been very poorly received. Punch Drunk yeah. Love was was popular in a cult sense. No, I and think it, Rain it was, Over was, Me, I think, was the well, most. Well, Rain Over
2: Me wasn't the, the greatest movie. That was because it was like a 9-11 movie. I think it was, it little but little bit, I, conceptually, but. I think it was very underrated. Yeah, no, but I think I think Punch Drunk Love. I think most people widely regard that as probably one of his best movies mm-hmm. in terms of certainly the acting. Of course, he's working with Paul Thomas Anderson, but. This he's so just he called the W.S. Just,
3: Anderson. That right there would have been would have been awful. Yeah. <laughs>
2: oh come on. But he's he's so good in this, and it's very understated. You know what I mean? He doesn't—he's not overacting. He's not like overexerting himself. This is definitely a, a, a lot of. A, uh, it Has to be like internalized. You have to kind of feel it, and you have to kind of you have to empathize and understand like what he's probably going through, and it's it's really not an easy role. To take, and no. I think he just nails it, and which is, like I said, is surprising for most people that have seen him, especially his Netflix movies that he's done recently. has been really terrible. I well, mean, this uh-huh. film
0: sounds really interesting, and I don't want to deep dive into my question here, just give me a yes or a no yep. for the audience, but as you're explaining maybe. this, or maybe, maybe. Um, as you're explaining this, you're explaining how there's these deep issues that are clearly evident, but the way it's presented, it's not... It's not And the manner in which you're going to leave out the theater incredibly depressed. Yeah, it's not like a slog. (laughs) But But is it? as I'm listening to this, I'm really thinking immediately of the Royal Tenenbaums Mm. in terms of how some deep issues there, but the way it was presented, it wasn't too heavy. So is this similar to... um, Am I going to have a similar experience watching this movie? Yeah, it's Mm. not
2: too heavy. It's like you you definitely are, are enjoying it. You're not sitting there like, wow, this is just like bludgeoning me with like these family issues and mm-hmm. it's tough you know what i mean it, I it, but it gives you the comedy uh, yeah uh, you know what i mean obviously user. you're you're start you mm-hmm. have a movie you have dustin hoffman you have ben stiller and you have adam sandler of course they're not going to sit here and just do straight right. mm-hmm. you know uh, melodrama mm-hmm. it's going to be peppered with you know humor and like this you know it's 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 a good emotional kind of uh film where it's not too heavy that it's going to mm-hmm. make you like wow i'm not going to watch it again it's a highly rewatchable movie i watched mm-hmm. it a couple times and it's mm-hmm. Uh, definitely something I would recommend checking out, and I would probably watch it again. So,
3: see, that's something I, I, I'd recommend it with a caveat. Again, I give a lot of caveats, apparently, but it seemed like the kind of movie that uh, you have to be in the right frame of mind for,
2: which also ties into the kind of film fan you are. If I just went mm-hmm. to see this, I think a lot of movies are like that way. So, you, if, well, if you're in the mood, oh man, if you are, it's it's great. But yeah, you can't just be like, oh, let's just you know have something on in the background well, as no, I'm true. folding my uh, laundry. I think that came out Probably a little more glib was...
3: than I meant it to be. What I'm saying is, uh, this really ties into like you are someone who has a deep appreciation for film as cinema. For someone who's going to see, I just want to see a simple, you know, drama movie. Yeah, like, sure. This isn't going to be one for you. Yeah, I mean, this if... one's deeply mired into more of their feelings of how they are noticing similarities between their parents' parenting style, which they thought was erroneous, which they thought screwed them all up. Yet they're all still noticing, uh, all the children, I mean, are still noticing that they are. Kind of make by trying to be so different, Mm -hmm. still making the same mistakes. Their parents, yeah. It's it's about
2: the way it's the the, it's like the slow burn, long term effects of parenting of childhood. You know what I mean? I think that wouldn't drive most audiences. Yeah. I mean, especially, you know, given... Because Adam Sandler has this Netflix deal, which is this was released on. Yes, was if, if you're really in it to watch an Adam Sandler movie and, like, you're normally like, hey, I really like The Ridiculous Six. I want something like that. Yeah, you get, this get into this, you're like, Gilmore. well, this what the happy. hell am I watching? You know what I mean? Mm. But I also don't, like, agree with those people. You know, you, I probably heard it a lot. It's like... um well, Adam Sandler doesn't really make movies like he used to anymore. His movies got really bad. I'm like, when were they ever really good? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like hey, that's not I'm more. not trying to knock him or just sit here and crap you're all over his stuff. Stupid, but no, he's stupid, been pretty no, consistent no, with this type of movies he's made. He's like, Oh, I wish he'd make old good movies. You know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, maybe okay, okay, maybe look, you though, watch Billy Madison when you're young, but as look, an adult the, watching the cat the, the cat, the cat who
3: says look, the cat who says that has their sunglasses uh, on the back of their head, has a has an upside down visor. Just ate at Guy Fieri's <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> put, puts the uh, puts donkey the, uh, sauce on his shirt, puts the ganset down and, like, you know, adjust their frosting tips real quick. Yeah, all right, man. Don't sword hate. man. He's uh, sold I'm, I'm out totally after the that. wedding singer, man. Yeah, so. it takes, a, <laughs> takes, <laughs> it takes a sip of their PBR with their pinky up. Man, yeah. uh, okay. So what it comes Did down to that is that the said. movie's called the uh, Meyerowitz uh, Stories. I keep stories. saying Chronicles. Chronicles. But uh, I give this, I give this a thumbs up. That's awesome. But be aware, this isn't, this isn't your old school building. No, that. this is Adam a great Sandler.
2: departure for him, and this is, mm-hmm. like I said, it goes to show you what you know he's capable of That's if awesome. he applies himself and works with the right directors. You know what I mean? If if somebody like Noah Baumbach gives him this type of role, like he's very Capable of being like a good dramatic actor, mm-hmm. and so I mean, I'm not saying that's why he should do all the time. You know what I mean? He's obviously successful. He doesn't need anybody to tell him otherwise. But yeah. this is Wait, so this is did, really did, he, he, a so good. He not to
3: those letters. Not um, my letters. No,
2: him. no, I don't oh, think the he either.
3: No, like, oh, dude, he, we both got. <laughs> How, <the> <laughs> yeah,
2: <unfortunately. laughs> but it's funny. Noah Baumbach is uh, what I also liked uh, uh, about this movie mm-hmm. is Noah Baumbach uh, grew up in Brooklyn as the son of film critic parents. Oh really? So mm-hmm. a lot of uh, w- wait.
3: So Cicely neighbor finally uh, did the deed, <laughs> and uh, they produced this fine gentleman
2: here. Yeah, maybe
0: probably oh, really what he want to so, read really what his parents said about. But, but there's <laughs> a lot
2: of little like little things in this movie. You can tell that he's a cinephile and grew up that way. Like mm-hmm. uh, I think Dustin Hoffman. Somebody d- who molested uh, film, by the way. Stop. Some, <laughs> somebody. <laughs> somebody. <laughs> Uh, Dustin Hoffman's dog's name is Bruno, but he said, "Oh, it's just like uh, the idiot character in Strozek's in the movie Strozek, oh, and you that's, know that's a, a deep cinephile reference." That you know is, but I mean, that's also of a, a reach—a Werner Ho- Herzog character. Yeah. But I mean, if you, I knew the reference, you know what I mean? The you knew, know that. I but just I'm thought it was the dog named Bruno. <laughs> but he, but he explains, he explains it. He explains it. He's like, "Oh, named oh, after okay, the idiot right. in Strozek, that Herzog movie," and you're like, What is Who's Herzog? You know what I mean?" But if you know, you know, and that's what's great. Okay. So he peppers, yeah, they he did peppers his films like that. But it's a. It's a very kind of a. Oh, it's, it's they it's, follow it's, learned, cultured people. You know what I mean. It's written
3: like a like a Dennis Miller routine. That's what it's written like. No, I wouldn't give it that. Kind man, of they lost me sometimes <laughs> in the dialogue. I watched this with the closed captions on, and still <laughs> I was struggling to follow <laughs> uh, some of the deep references. But it
2: has a bunch of a uh, oh, those that's references on that's there, awesome. there that I think. What it comes down to, is,
3: Adam, you're more intelligent than all of us. I, I'll admit it. It's on air. You yeah. know, we'll say it. Well,
2: it's all good. i um yeah. Put that
3: under my name. Uh, uh, the, Meyerowitz, the Meyerowitz. You want to pronounce it, brother? Oh, jeez, bro. Thank you. Stories. Thumbs up. <laughs> uh, starring Ben Affleck. Starring Ben Stiller. <laughs> Candace Bergen and the Sucker. Dennis Hoffman gives a great performance. It's on Netflix right now. Check it out. Boom. Goes the dynamite. Now, kicking it over to Lainey Schooltree. Thanks for joining us. Hi. Hey, welcome back.
1: Woo-hoo. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
3: All right. Freddie, uh, again, Vanna with the, uh, with the yeah. oh, up the book. Thank yes. you. Yes. Hopefully you're true. watching us on twitch.tv slash thegeekdown. If you're not and just listening, you can switch over now and see our pretty smiling faces. Mm-hmm. I, myself, am looking exceptionally lovely today. No, no. Radiant. Oh, Radiant. You're, very, you're very kind. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so Laney, you are the uh, composer and lead for School Tree. A uh, how would you describe yourself? Progressive pop, prog rock.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a lot of people call it progressive rock. I call it art rock.
3: Okay, cool. So yeah. Jazz, funk, uh, gangster, hip hop. Uh, yeah.
1: tree. I do a lot of rapping. Mm. a lot of freestyle.
3: All right, so tell us about Heterotopia. <laughs>
1: So, Heterotopia is a rock opera. I started writing about four years ago, um, and it ended up being a concept double album and a book that we just released.
3: And yeah, the, I, I checked out the book. I picked it up at the last uh, live show.
1: Yeah,
3: and I was going through. It. I wish I'd gotten the book before, uh, before attending the, the performance. Yeah, yeah because it, it 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 outlines the whole uh, the whole story. Like, really well. But then also, like, having the lyrics of the songs. Yeah. Would have been like, I I could have been singing along. I'm sitting there like, wow. Oh, man. Oh, Oh, she's over over there. Oh, the colors, man. And the whole thing would have been, like, a little more, a little less psychedelic, a little more focused for me.
1: Yeah I wasn't really sure I thought about that Like I wondered if I should Make a way for people To download the PDF mm. version Because we have a digital version That you can download um, And But I thought that would Might be distracting From the performance Of people are like Looking down at their Phones well, or tablets you, like, Or
0: During yes. I agree
1: Oh I see Just Couple like What kind no. of animal Do you think I am <laughs> No I
0: agree with her Because I know folks Would have been
1: like Swipe it through yeah. Oh
0: okay That's what she went. Alright all It's right, a all right, so smart move I want to I to do, do, Don't <laughs> You, you have to just D.O.P. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have.
4: <laughs>
1: Smart move. Smart move. Yeah, people would have ended up Facebooking. And- All
3: right. Well, no, we mentioned I'm a ditz before. Thank you, Adam, for making me. <laughs> All right. No. So, so yeah,
1: I- so we have a book and the book is sort of, um, you know, while I was writing this and trying to explain the story to people, which mm-hmm. at first was very hard. The story was very convoluted when I first wrote it. Um, it was my first time, like, doing sort of long form narrative. Mm-hmm. So I would, you know, try all these different ways of explaining. No, it's like this. It's really simple. It's that people wouldn't get it. So eventually, I sort of started seeing these pictures in my head as a means to tell the story. Once I sort of streamlined it more, um, and I had these panels, um, which are just—it's like a storyboard of scenes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the intention of the book was to do a sort of um, Art Nouveau style, like graphic novel-ish thing. That's you know also a crossover with. Liner notes, I kind of wanted to recreate this experience that I had as a kid of, you know, taking out the CD and, and reading along the lyrics with an album and, ah, and yes. mm-hmm. looking at the the artwork that the band included or pictures yeah. of the band or, you know, whatever artwork. I used to
2: love doing that. Yeah. That was, uh, I think Best we're a little older Lion than music. you, so
3: it was more instead of like opening up the CD, it was like opening up the tape. And then yeah. unfold yeah. that <laughs> <ass>. it that's <laughs> that long ass Making sure I you loved don't mess did. up the yeah.
0: crease There's <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> yeah. like just enough room for the imagination To be, make it sort of collaborative Between the listener and the and the band And the artist
3: Well the artwork in there is beautiful oh, um, mm-hmm. All these vivid, really vivid uh, colorful pictures That uh, illustrate each song Or most every song mm. And each one was, uh, was unique I read in the back there too um, The artists worked specifically with you On this project Did they co-write as well?
1: Yeah, so um, my collaborator, Amanda Watkins, um, is an illustrator, and basically we had this uh, back and forth, mostly via email, although we met in person a couple of times, where I, I had these text descriptions of what I wanted the panels to be, and then she'd sort of send me ideas, she'd send me a few different versions of the idea, like, I think she called them thumbnails, um, just sketches, basically, like, to figure out the direction that we wanted to go in. And um, we developed this awesome sort of rapport between us such that it started to flow more and more. And by the end, she it was like she was inside my head for, oh, wow. for the story. It was really great. So I, I love her work, and I'm so impressed with what she came up with.
3: No, it was, it was awesome. Um, I, I kind of imagine that you sat right there. You uh, you sat in your place, and you're like, okay, so this is what I'm seeing, right? And she's like, I'm not getting it. Okay, so I'm picturing this. And I'm not getting it. <laughs> so you just, like, showed her your favorite, like, Punisher comics, and I like, wanted to look like this. And then it showed her, like, a, a Lichtenstein. I wanted to look like this as well. And then it showed her, like, a, uh, a Jackson Pollock, but I wanted to look like this. And she, like, went all cockeyed and just said, okay, I'm going to. Go to my happy place. Yeah, and then <laughs>
1: we just, then we just fought each other, and that's how we ultimately decided. Oh, see,
3: I like your interpretation better. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, the al- the artwork look. Does she does, uh, does, uh, does she do your album artwork as well?
1: Um, so the the artwork for the the new. So we sold out the first pressing of the CD, and mm. we did a um, new artwork for the second one to match this. So basically, I I just did the design taking from. The artwork that she did for the book to sort of make it match
4: Mm.
1: Um, so yes she did the illustrations and I just threw them together in a in a designy way
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know I just kind of gave them no no (laughs) it
1: came
2: together really well I'm damned impressed
1: Thank you very much. It was about a year and a half that we were working on the book. So
2: it was we've had you on in the past and we've kind of checked Mm -hmm, up on your mm -hmm. progress over the years. And this is just this is great, yeah. Flipping through it and everything. So follow the project from boyhood to manhood. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So so, I
0: remember when you came on last and I was like, you know what? I I hear the CD nostalgia. We talked about a little earlier about the tape deck nostalgia going through it. Mm -hmm. That's about 30% 30% of the reason why I collect vinyl. And I remember hearing that your Kickstarter may have a vinyl, may not have a vinyl version of this. <laughs> so I've been holding out purposefully, because I've been checking, like, okay, I want to get this get her album as soon as it comes yeah, on vinyl. This dude has been a it, bit of a little bit of it where's the vinyl a little I heard something about vinyl. You is it still happening? What's going <laughs> on, Lady? What's going on with the vinyl?
1: Yeah, so we had the we had it mastered for vinyl. So mm-hmm. the audio is ready to go. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of a matter of me pulling together so I've been working on production details mm-hmm. on this project for it feels like my entire life. Like mm. just the book. It totally swallowed up um all of September, just sort of the back and forth and actually getting a book ready for print, it turns out is fairly complicated and <laughs> um detail oriented work mm-hmm. so um and i'm kind of the only person i'm the person in charge of every everything Ooh. so it's sort of like when when does laney have time to like all right, right you know like, musician yeah. band leader
3: author <laughs> you got can your hands, hands <laughs> in a few things yeah line cook professional <laughs> diver, <laughs> you know, all Masseuse, um, yeah
1: yeah yeah so but i vinyl is like my dream and i think this mm-hmm. album is perfect for it and that's part of why we had it mastered for vinyl so what i kind of am thinking i'd like to do is do a deluxe edition oh that uh that has everything including the book um and all, yeah, of, it's all like the The, artwork the granddaddy integrated. package yeah you know? mm-hmm.
4: yeah, yeah. Which
1: it's gonna be three discs So six Mm -hmm. sides, it's very long. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So it's sort of a matter of like getting... I'll probably hire somebody to do the design. I don't think I want to do the design myself. And Mm -hmm. then having like the capital, no, you figure out how many to print, and you know, Mm -hmm, mm figure out what the demand is. A lot of people Mm -hmm. have asked about vinyl, but it's gonna it's gonna be expensive to do this. Mm -hmm. So it's it's sort of like, do people want it bad enough for me to do this big, huge deluxe? Yeah,
3: I don't blame you. Mm -hmm. You gotta have your incentives as well. You You want to give a a rundown with each one and stick a gum. That's a great
1: idea.
2: As well, you know.
1: Actually, we thought about action figures (laughs) for the characters. There's, There's apparently. A place, um, how many characters
2: we got? You want to give a rundown of, of everything again, too?
3: For yeah, yeah. can you break story? down, um, Hedotopia, please?
1: Oh, yeah, sure. Well, okay, so the story itself is about a girl who loses her body and must journey as an incorporeal spirit through the this world of the collective unconscious.
2: Oh, who hasn't been in that scenario
1: <laughs> to get it back? Yeah, without well, ketamine, anyway. Pretty, 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 <laughs> pretty <laughs> universal. <laughs> Heterotopia, it's actually kind of like the upside-down other space. It's weird. When I saw Stranger Things, I was like, oh, this is like my idea that I've been working on
3: for 18,000 years. There's no demogorgon in heterotopia, so this is your own thing.
1: That's true. No, it's the, it's very common, this sort of like underworld, otherworld thing. You know, there, there are a lot of different stories that incorporate it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's, she's trapped in this other space, and... Um, In order to get home again, she ends up going on this sort of adventure to find this siren at the bottom of a river who, you know, maybe can help her, maybe not. And, you know, wackiness ensues.
3: Lady of the lake, but, (laughs) you know, with cojones.
4: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yes. So, um, yeah. So there I don't know, I think there are like six characters total. If we count, like, Susie, the main character. Oh, you have to count Susie. Well, well, yeah. what I mean well, is if we count seasons. her different iterations, yeah. so she's like, initially she's whole, and then she becomes split into a ghost and her body, the zombie, mm. who is also walking around without her and being kind of a jerk.
3: <laughs> um, also, I like how she got a little badass at the end there. Yep.
1: Yes, yes, she finally finds her badassery. Um, Cat Centipede is like the... Cat
2: Centipede. Cat centipede. The, this centipede. is a
1: hundred-legged cat that she follows <laughs> into the other world. It's sort of like the white rabbit of mm-hmm. the story.
2: Well,
3: I got elements of, uh, like, well, Alice in Wonderland, also of, like, Greek tragedy, and a little bit of, um, uh, more medieval, hmm. uh, fair, kind of like King Arthur. Interesting. Uh,
1: stories. Okay.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, the, well, the concept of the enchanted, um, elemental, I'll, I'll consider the uh, yeah. the, uh, the lake siren an elemental okay uh, persona there I like that. and i mean i'm guessing that wasn't all of this well i'm guessing that wasn't like the intent <laughs> musically uh where, where did the inspiration for each of those come from if i may ask
1: um the inspiration for the different characters yeah
3: because the representation could be something along the lines of like dream theater or uh, or rhapsody uh, yeah that's what i was hearing am i a uh, way off base am i just going you know uh to left field with it or was that I'm guessing no. You're with oh, you're
1: Gabby, like <laughs> you said, Dream Theater. Yeah, I actually haven't listened to that much Dream Theater. Really? Um, but I had I was listening to a lot of '70s era prog, progressive mm. rock mm. music. So I was sort of like fell in love with that maybe ten or so years ago, and uh, um, it became a kind of an obsession and all that I listened to. So I, overview uh, stuff like,
3: like Rush, or are you going like really deep? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yes. like early early Genesis is one of my favorites. Um,
3: well, you know Phil Collins then, for you then? What, um, why? <laughs>
1: no, I love Phil Collins. Okay, all
3: right, about to say. was <laughs> more of a Peter Gabriel guy. I yeah, I, 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 I love I, them I, to both. this day, you disgust me for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I think Phil Collins has gotten a bad rap. Well, I love I, Phil I, Collins. He's
1: one he of just, the most the, hated the, men in, in music, isn't he? Which is ridiculous Whoa, because
2: he's that, the dude. most un- rock-and-roll-looking guy yeah, he is. in the world. I think that's like, what it is. And you're like, why does this guy casual. rock so hard, though? Yeah, he's just like the doughy white guy with glasses and bald head. And you're like, man, that guy is not a... Oh, my God, he yeah. sounds great. But I, you can't admit Lainey, it. you're telling me you
3: wouldn't let your, uh, your hotel doorman... Uh, rock out with you because that's what Phil Collins. <laughs> no, I totally
1: would. I'm so he, he totally does rock. I mean, you know, he Peter Gabriel rock. era Genesis is probably like my favorite.
2: Yeah, he was uh, pretty good. Um, uh, no, for that era, I, I'd say
3: Rush is what really moved me because they started nice. off just like bass, you know, mm-hmm. it's like it's it's music, it's kind of progressive, but then they went way deep into the peyote.
4: Mm-hmm. I'm out. I gather. I
3: um,
1: the first time I ever got stoned, I was listening to <laughs> the Camera Eye. I think
3: <laughs> <laughs> so. Like, I have
1: like fondness for Rush, but I I never really like loved them as much as a progressive music lover should. I feel kind of hey, I feel some rush shame about either. this. But, no, I'm but not a big. But I'm fan not. Either. I don't love them like I love. Yes, and King Crimson and Genesis. Uh, yeah. What about Zappa?
2: Yeah, a Zappa fan. Which one? Frank. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, they, they've each dropped their own work. I mean. Does Zappa plays Zappa?
3: But yeah.
1: even if you're talking about Frank Zappa, there's. It's just 102, album. is so is it 102 albums? so intimidating. 102
3: albums? Yeah, but I mean, he was a crazy person.
1: He was yes. an amazing musician.
3: Yeah. I'm not saying a, he wasn't, but he was also a crazy person. Well, that's a common thing. Brian I Wilson was, was, was an amazing musician <laughs> as well. We saw what happened to him. Who? <laughs> uh, from the Beat Voice. Brian Wilson. Oh, yeah.
0: Brian Wilson. Okay, i hear you. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: That sounds,
1: well, right. you know, you need a little crazy to, to be. You know,
0: that's that
2: that. unfortunate, yeah, that was more too. Than There's a Frank's, Frank's kids, Dweezel and Ahmet, are fighting over the right to Frank's music. Yep. Or to play it. But I think Ahmet's like. Says he can't use Zappa in the title, like that's his name. It's just yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah, there's a whole a whole thing going on right now. Not not to digress, but right, this right, is, so, yeah. so, so not maybe. to
1: mention the hologram tour.
2: Right, that's happening. Right, that's Frank Zappa for. hologram tour. <laughs> I just
1: want to make myself a hologram. <laughs> oh so my god, can you do that? The I want
2: me Frank Zappa and Tupac hologram to all do like a three piece. <laughs> I want to see Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson
0: just move. Michael Jackson hologram just move. Walks, yeah. And just
1: Will be perfect for the main character who's a ghost.
2: Yes, it would. Oh. smart, smart.
1: So all I need is a million bajillion dollars, and we'll start
2: ready. with the vinyl first, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then for the
2: granddaddy package, we'll throw in the hologram to get to have lunch with you one day. I'll, I'll <laughs> take <think laughs> you to some of
3: my deep web friends, and we'll explore some software that, that fell off a
2: truck.
4: <laughs> yeah, right,
2: we'll see what we can do for utopia. Right. The last this time I explored <laughs> the software you gave me, the government took my computer, my friend. Mm, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, just
3: uh, we'll, we'll, we'll 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 avoid that file, that folder you have called uh, tax returns twenty sixteen.
0: <laughs> oh my All god! Right. I thought
1: I was the only one who did this.
0: All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so when you
3: die, learning so much about school tree <laughs> <in> here. <laughs>
1: Everybody needs tax returns, okay? <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: Let me just Carl's see what like you made story. last year. Oh my
1: God, <laughs> oh,
3: that's what you mean.
1: <laughs> uh, that's what we call a right money shot.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and do one of these right there. just it's don't be hanging. Don't leave <laughs> hanging. That is that is earned right there.
4: Jesus.
3: All right, okay. okay. So oh, now we've gone to that place. What's next for uh, for School Tree? What's coming up?
1: <clears throat> well, um, I got to write a new album. Like immediately.
3: Well, okay. <laughs> what's, the, what's the rush there?
1: Well, I feel like it's, you know, we have some momentum now. We, we've we been selling the album all over the world. It's crazy. I, every week I'm sending out the album to different countries and mm.
3: That's awesome. Countries.
1: Yeah. Um, last week was Norway and Italy. Um, nice. we've, we've been kind of blown up in Germany a little bit.
2: Germany? Yeah. There
1: was um, yeah, there was a review in Eclipsed magazine, um, mm-hmm. and our distributor we've been working with out there has needed to order like a couple more boxes. They keep selling out. It's Damn. I heard so exciting.
2: you want to do this new What's album. Coming? Do you find when you're in that headspace of like kind of just doing this for so long, do you find it kind of hard to break away or is it easy, like, wow, I want to start fresh? I got all these ideas. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Definitely the latter i feel <clears throat> i feel a little trapped by my own design with heterotopia it's been so long and, and actually like much more successful than i expected it right. to be mm-hmm. so I, i've ended up spending a lot more time you know on production details and making more and putting it out into the world and, and talking about yeah. it and i'm sort of like
3: Ready it feels like my
1: beautiful prison that I'm ready to break oh, yeah. out of. <laughs> Don't feel Do something
2: totally different. about different. There are worse problems to have than, oh my no, God.
1: No, no, no. I'm not complaining at all. Like this, is like this is the best possible problem to have. It's just sort of.
2: But you can be kind of, you know, you got all this other stuff. You kind of like when George Harrison and the Beatles broke up, he mm-hmm. went and just made a bunch of music. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of yeah. artists that are kind of trapped doing that this one thing, but then they're like.
1: Getting all pent up. As soon as
2: they're done, they can like, wow, I can, my creativity can fly in so many different directions. Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: Just open up my tax returns folder and just. <laughs> 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 well, all right.
2: All right. So look. look I can't wait till tax return album 2018 comes out. The visual album. I wonder what the uh, Kickstarter yeah. package for that will be. Yeah. Dude. I pr- want a, a lot of audience. perks.
3: Dude. Record sales. I promise you. <laughs> all right. So um, look out for, look out for uh, School Trees Pet Sounds. Yeah. And subsequent uh, 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 <laughs> subsequent arraignment okay so uh give our, listeners, give our wow. listeners the info on where they can uh keep up with school tree maybe even uh, get a copy of the uh the book and the album for themselves
1: yes so the website is schooltreemusic.com and uh, i just set up a store on the website where you can buy the book and the album and there's some discounts and i should probably put some other things that we have up there for sale as well yeah, might as well. <laughs> <laughs> we have T-shirts and like <laughs> stickers and stuff. Nice. Um, yeah. So musiccom and we're obviously on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. All
2: right. Yeah. Cool. All the normal. Yeah, goes, all the no, stuff. normal haunts. Yeah. Social media. iTunes Store.
1: Yes, you can. Yes, SoundCloud. iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud.
3: Uh, my, all over. MySpace.
1: YouTube. We actually had. Um, Uh, there's a fellow who sort of has his own channel on YouTube. He put up the whole album, and we've got up to like 8,000 views, I think. Nice. There
3: you go. Is that allowed, though? Like, you guys get permission.
1: Oh, yeah. It's fine. Well, the way that, yeah, the way that YouTube collects, like, I don't know if you'd call it royalties, but the way they collect money for you is uh, they use whatever technology they use. They can Detect the music, even if somebody else puts it up.
3: Oh, good stuff, huh. good stuff. And I'd have stick, asked you to bring a cut so we can we can play on the show, but we've been getting flagged mm. for our various content. But no, Johnny, we didn't. Oh, this this man Uh-oh. over there, <laughs> Johnny, about to come across the <laughs> table. The deer in the headlights. Look, <laughs> wow. I did
4: something wrong. I like, right. go in <laughs> air.
3: No, 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 no. Uh, every, everything we've put up over the past few weeks, with permission even, uh, have been getting flagged. Oh, and they no. have an automated system that that we're still trying to work out. Um, so you all have to go to schooltreemusic.com to uh, get the inside stuff or find you guys on social media. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. And before we go, just to put you on the spot, best prog rock group.
1: Best group ever, Klaatu. Ooh. Yeah.
3: Nice. Most underrated, un, most underrated.
1: Most yeah, underrated. People thought they were the Beatles. They're a Canadian mm-hmm. prog rock band, sort of like a very orchestral rock. Um, and they had a, a few albums, One, the best of which might have been their concept album called Hope. Fantastic stuff, and it
2: is a concept because it's
0: not real. <laughs> <laughs> it's not real because I never heard of
2: them. Oh, <laughs> wow!
3: All right, I'd have gone Symphony X myself.
1: Symphony X, I love
3: Symphony X. I don't know them. <clears throat> you don't know Symphony? No. I get to see some musicians. Something this will be awesome. Yeah. Not right, all right. now. Uh, well, after the show. Okay. From now on, you all check out schooltreemusic.com.
2: And, I mean, Lainey, thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Right. And we'll I, have I, you on again when you uh, the tax return out. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> can, you, can you come back?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, of of
3: course. Course. We'll be happy to have you when you do. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> tax day, April.
3: Oh. <laughs> April. <laughs> oh, Next <yeah>. April. <laughs> it's happening.
1: Some taxual healing. Um,
3: <laughs> <laughs> when happened healing. to the show.
0: And I, right. I, I'm supposed to be going next, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to kick it over,
3: man. JM a Thriller Priest, you have the inside stuff on WWE Tables, Ladders, and Chairs.
0: TLC took place at the Target Center in Minnesota. Uh, we'll see how this pans out. It was an all-right pay-per-view, so I'll just give you the down and dirty. All right. Uh, for some reason, Sasha Banks and Alicia Keys opened up. Excuse me, Alicia, Alicia Keys. <laughs> no, you had my attention <laughs> so hard for a second. He was like, when she show up? <laughs> It was the fight for Swiss Beats. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> since Alicia that's stole them for somebody else. But any of it, Um, <laughs> Fox went up against Banks. Banks took it, just kind of confused on why this is the opener for WWE. Concerned the fact that around this time last year, Sasha Banks was in a title hunt. So now she's relegated to the um, the preview the preview match, or preliminary match. I remember I kept rank getting mad about this preliminary match. The reason why now I have a... I'm um, even... even more upset about the preliminary match is the fact that when a, when wrestlers go on a pre-show on a preliminary match, their match is not included on the DVD. When the DVD gets released, therefore, those wrestlers do not get a cut of the DVD sales. Mm. That's dirty. That mm. is dirty. So we're gonna put you on a half hour before the show starts, just so we have to give you a cut of the DVD sales. That's, yeah, that's pretty wrong. shady. But I mean, hey, when you're when you're the top dog, as Vince McMahon is, I guess you can do what you want. Oscar what up against Emma? It was just a regular squash match. Honestly, Oscar's first debut in a WWE main event roster coming up from NXT I'll drop down to Alexa Bliss versus Mickey James Alexa Bliss, Alexa Bliss took it My beef is that they the story build is the problem with this one. They built this up to be young Alexa bliss blonde hair blue eye very feisty 20 something year old Goldberg Gates. Mickey James was supposed to be this great looking older woman who's 37, brunette with a three year old kid, and they used the ageism gimmick um, as the means of getting in the fight.
3: The gold versus new. Pretty much. Fresh out the box versus box worn out.
0: <laughs> something along those lines. I mean, Mickey James, um, six time champion gonna go for number seven this whole this whole gimmick they use as a means to try to build up this match just for alexa bliss to win And i'm kind of like if you're gonna build this story up as a david versus goliath um you have goliath win it's like what's the point
2: yeah at at this point and
0: and and that's and that kind of seems to be the flow here with wwe you spent all this time building this up for just the same old same old i'm almost
3: setting it up for the hero's comeback man
0: i'm just yeah probably not for this one um it's one of those situations where i'm just kind of like you know what don't give me a build up if your storytelling is going to be trash, it's kind of like, don't start up, don't give me great books and great characters and lay out this great concept for it just to be like the guy who I knew it was in the end. In, like, come on, man, like give me a twist yeah. or something. Um, Enzo Amore went up against Kalisto. Um, the issue with this one is not that Enzo won and got his belt back, it's the fact that he won, got his belt back in the same cheating manner as he did before. Um, the first time he got the belt, he uh, gave a low blow. Um, to, to Neville, who has since left the company because he's upset about the way the story's been written and the way he's been utilized as a wrestler. So he actually quit the company wow. last week or the week before. Uh, him. Of the I don't blame him. Um, no, not just because of low blow because it's one of those... He kept, being, he kept getting put on the pre-show, so he was not getting paid off the DVD sales either. Um, at the same time, he's like, what are you doing with my character? Yeah, you yeah. have you had me lose the belt off a of low blow. It's to tough
2: a- when you're, one, not getting paid, and two, not having any control over... Pretty much. character and, and what you're doing, And yeah. you
0: know if I go in an independent scene, I'll give way more money. So yeah. he was like bumping I'm just going to go independent. See you later. I don't even think, man. I made it there. I know I'm good enough. See you later. It's kind of like those guys who like, do I ride the bench in the NBA or do I go overseas? No, I'm going to be making way more money. And my longevity right. is going to be better because at the end of the day, the Lakers could cut me because they need the cap space. That's a good, yeah. So, I mean, I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all. But the problem with this match is that Enzo that enzo won with a thumb to the eye let's say he poked him in the eye and he won the match and it's just it's one of those sort of things like that we three know. three stooges routine and, <laughs> pretty much yeah. and it's one of those sort of things where we know that enzo's not a good wrestler it's crystal clear he botches moves a lot and she's just a sloppy wrestler because she's not good at it but he has a mouth and because he's a mouth he's able to talk well so he keeps getting booked and it's one of those this guy's actually trying to wrestle better and you have him still winning a sort of cheap sort of way by poking a guy in the eye so it's just kind of Kind of crappy now. a lot
2: of wrestlers want to work with him. A lot of wrestlers don't want to work with them. Um,
0: They really don't. They're they're pretty bitter having to work with them. So it just kind of is what it
3: is.
0: (laughs) Uh, Finn Balor went up against AJ Styles. Um, You got those
3: paints all over him now. So side note,
0: this is kind of weird because WWE actually released a statement the week, a couple days before the pay per view, that there's some sort of viral infection going around in the locker room. So two wrestlers got pulled (laughs) out of um out of the main event, out of two co main events. Um, one being Roman Reigns Wait, and the he, other one being Bray Wyatt. That's why AJ Styles is in this fight with Finn Balor because Roman Reigns, um, excuse me, Bray Wyatt got pulled out because apparently they have some sort of viral infection.
3: I was wondering about that because I saw the um, the uh, promotional artwork for this and a lot of it had Roman Reigns and then it looked like he was airbrushed out in gotcha. favor of Kurt Angle. Yeah.
0: So yep, and the yes. same thing with this <laughs> one. <laughs> Bray Wyatt got pulled out and they pulled AJ Styles from the other brand over to this one. Wow. This is one of those. It was a great match. Mm -hmm. Um, Five-star match. Finn Balor, AJ Styles. People have been wanting this match for a long time. They should have fought in New Japan, but Finn Balor got pulled into WWE before AJ Styles made it over to Japan. Mm -hmm. It's just one of those sort of things that was a great match overall. Just these great high flyers. At the end of the match, they did what is called the Too Sweet hand sign. Uh, For those of you who are watching, (laughs) the Too Sweet is this right here. (laughs) This right here. The reason why that is so important it's funny, you're laughing at this, but it's ridiculous how how crazy this is. Literally, a couple of weeks ago, Vince McMahon um, trademarked it. Well, he owned it for a while. He put a cease and desist order on using that two sweet hands oh, sign. Wow. It. So, for the young bucks who are in New Japan Pro Wrestling, it's, it's a big part of their gimmick, of the, of the Bullet Club's gimmick. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the shirt that I'm wearing, Kenny Omega, who's the leader of the Bullet Club, it's a part of their gimmick. But since Victor Man technically owns that, he threw a cease and desist on them to stop using it. So they can't use it anymore. You own a hand gesture. For real. And a, and a so, term uh, too sweet. So yeah. they can't use it anymore. They put all these shirts that say cease and desist and it has their hands like this <laughs> with a sensor bar <laughs> over it. So they, they made the best out of it, right? So at the end of this match, you have Finn Balor and AJ Styles too sweet each other. And it's kind of a slap in the face considering the fact that, A, these two used to be Bullet Club members. Uh, Finn Balor being a founder of the Bullet Vince, Club members yeah. and they work for New Japan so Vince snatched these guys from New Japan then tells New Japan you can't use this hand gesture and use these guys who used to work for New Japan to do that same hand gesture
4: yeah. it's kind
0: of like say me and you are in the same class P right Yeah. except your mama's the teacher of the class right Word. she says that none of us could write Can none of us could write our stories in blue pen I write mine blue pen she threatens to to give me an F if I write this in blue pen but you write a whole 12 page paper blue pen and you get an A. That's
3: how get it's just
0: kinda like you got the A because you're the kid you're the teacher's son.
3: Nepotism bitch. Just
0: ultimately. So it's kinda like I felt a certain way when I saw this. I was like, come on man. Like when I saw WWE fans were going nuts. Oh my god, they finally did the two sweep together. <laughs> blah blah. And the first thing I thought was, "Wow, Vince is kind of a douche." <laughs> That's the
2: first thing I thought when I saw it. It's just the devil horns, just with the fingers pushed together. Yeah, it's, it's like, like the Wolfpack salute. It, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, the- it's exactly
0: what it is. It's ridiculous. I know sororities who use this as a hand sign. Yeah. fact, my wife's sorority uses this hand sign. <laughs> so I thought right, it was ridiculous. I mean, in, in the end, they could technically sue Vince McMahon for that. But any <laughs> any event, All it's right, ridiculous. All right, so Adam, Adam,
3: Adam after the show, you and me were copyright and DAPs. And anytime yep. anyone, anyone anyone slaps hands, they get fives, they get a pound. We're calling that the geek down. We're charging. You'll have to enforce that on certain groups that I'm sure we'll will do. I will, man, totally. Yo, we will clean up in the hood with all the
2: complicated,
3: you know what I'm saying? Gang signs. Gang signs alone will put our kids through college.
0: Yeah. If you got that basic man WWE lawyer yeah, money, go
2: for it. You go but ahead and collect it, P.
0: You go ahead. But, ultimately, I'm looking at my time here. But time's getting short. I just want to spend a little bit of time on this one. All right. So, needs to say, like I said, my initial reaction was me being angry and upset. Like, this is ridiculous, blah, blah, blah. Hate him. So, I had to ask myself, you know, being a thriller priest and all, priests being emphasized, what, what would Jesus do? He would research a little <laughs> bit. Jesus would probably research a little bit. So, I did a little research to figure out what was going on. Come to find out, according to AJ Styles, Vince McMahon did not tell him to do this. They just did it themselves. In actuality, did it as... A pseudo slap in Vincent Man's face. They said they did it because they wanted to actually highlight Bullet Club because they were both former leaders of this of this faction. So it was one of those we're doing this and we're both untouchable because we're both your big money makers, Vince. And we're not even gonna fire us. So it, in actuality, was doing it in spite of it, in spite of Vincent Man. Mm. So it's kind of like in that same scenario. I'm bitter at you because you're able to write your whole work at all blue ink. You didn't do it just because you didn't do it just to be a douche. You did it just kinda of slap kinda it, of throw a little salt in your mom's eye to say, you know what, I reason I did that of blue ink because I know she hates blue ink.
3: Sorry mom. See looking you at Thanksgiving.
0: You. <laughs> so that's kinda of what it that's kinda of what it was. So it was really cool to actually learn that AJ Styles and him did it not as a not as a ploy of Vince McMahon, but in spite of Vince McMahon. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And finally, the big match: Kurt Angle, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins went up against the Miz, Cesaro, Sheamus, Strowman, and Kane. Ultimately, this five-on-three was just. Just a mishmash of just fighting. Me, just guys just fought all over the arena. I mean, we you see you see the garbage truck show up on the scene. Yeah, the
4: garbage truck was <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs>
3: that was that, that, I mean, that yeah, threw this, me. What the hell is a garbage truck doing in wrestling?
0: I mean, this this is this is a throwback to the '90s,
2: man, when everybody loved rock and Stone Cold would just come in with the yeah. beer truck. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and then and then Angle came in. I remember. Angle came in one day with, milk with that truck. milk truck
3: and hosing folks down
0: with milk. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's it's just pretty much a little nostalgia act of like let's go out and get big machine again when Austin had the had the had the monster truck that ran over the Zamboni. car. The Zamboni. The Zamboni.
3: Zamboni. 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 I'm sorry. I had to do it.
0: <laughs> Focus.
4: All right, um, all right. So
0: with that being said, it was just a gimmick match ultimately with just all these high spots and ultimately at the end of the day, Angle gets the pin the, the the shield minus Roman Reigns, but plus Kurt Angle was the victors. I mean, it was good to see Kurt Angle in action, um, even for a brief period of time, because he's had a pretty long layoff. I mean, we're talking anywhere between 5 and 11 years. 11 years since being a WWE ring, but probably 6 or 7 years as a wrestler as a whole. So, I mean, to see him in there do some good spots, it was pretty good. So, overall, for WWE standards, this was a pretty decent pay-per-view. Overall, it was a pretty decent pay-per-view. I'll give it a thumbs up, sort of. Um, check it out. It, it was good. I mean, if you got nothing else better to do, it was only three hours, so it's not bad. Um, there was not as there was some filler in there because of this whole switch up of them having to pull a wrestler around, put a wrestler in. Um, but other than that, it was all right. Check it out.
3: Yep, definitely. And watch out for those uh, infections in the locker room. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't know. It's the weirdest like thing I ever heard, brother. It really was like they have a viral infection. In the locker room, <laughs> I'm like oh, that means so many things. That so does it. it they said meningitis st- at one point. I don't know what it two two meningitis, people. Meningitis,
3: laryngitis. Mm-hmm.
0: Struck two people. Yep. Yep. And one of them, Boogie, who, woogie fever. And one of them who was stepping out on his wife, who is now going through a mini divorce. So well, Roman infection. Who oh, Bray? Why? Really? Uh Messing with JoJo. <clears throat>
3: well, well, right? well, what is Casey, <laughs> well. What does Casey have to say about it?
2: I was just going to make that joke. I was digging up that joke. Like, uh, we're, we're late for time. I won't uh, yeah, on that note, this
3: has been the Geek Down here on WEMF M- 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 w- Radio. I want to thank Laney Schooltree. Thank you. Of the band School Tree.
1: Yes.
3: Uh, for joining us. They wanna give our listeners one more time where they can track it down.
1: Schooltreemusic.com.
3: All right, good stuff. And keep an eye <laughs> out for heterotopia. Also wanna thank JM the Thriller Priest. Peace, peace. Wanna thank Black Adam Willis. Yeah. Wanna thank Just Johnny. You wanna thank DJ Herbie Herb. <laughs> and wanna thank you, fine listeners. You hopefully catch us on twitch.tv slash the geek down. If not, you can catch us every Monday night right there. Or also on SoundCloud, on YouTube, on iTunes, Facebook. Twitter stalk us everywhere and we will catch you all next time same bad time same bat channel In between then if you heard anything you like and want to chime in on hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com or just go to the website geek-down.com and in the about section all the links are there and we'll catch you all next time but until then be excellent to each other peace